Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in podcast listeners. I hope you guys are having a fantastic Thursday. The NFL season is back. We've got a loaded show for you. Frank Isola, hour one, John Morosi, hour two, Dr. David Chow in hour three. If you haven't listened yet to the Colin Cowherd wins and losses podcast, I guarantee you will enjoy it. Go dive in today. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Thanks for giving us all those five-star reviews. Enjoy the podcast now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio rejoice as you're waking up across the country the nfl is returning as we enter the season antonio brown perhaps not happy that ezekiel elliott was returning to the nfl and therefore had started to steal away all of the headlines decided to post a letter from the raiders mike mayock fining him fifty four thousand dollars for violating his contract as part of posting that letter He also uh, appended several of his own thoughts to that letter on on Instagram. And uh, this letter actually makes no sense at all uh, from, from the perspective of the comments that he made. The letter itself makes sense because it's just a clear statement that he's been violating rules as a member of the Raiders. But I'm going to bring in our Raider fan base, uh, Raider Nation, Danny G and Roberto, and they can help to translate this. I swear to God, this is what Antonio Brown posted on Instagram on the letter notifying him that he had been fined $53,950. When your own team, this is AB's words, when your own team want to hate, but there's no stopping me now, devil is a lie. 
I don't understand that. That's this is the first sentence. All right, I'm going to repeat this. This is Antonio Brown commenting on his finds. Maybe somebody can make sense of this. When your own team want to hate, but there's no stopping me now. Devil is a lie. There's no commas. That's a full sentence according to Antonio Brown. He continues, everyone got to pay this year, so we clear. So I don't really understand what in the world he is saying. I do think that we've reached the point where the Raiders are done with his stupidity, with his ridiculousness, and that Mike Mayock and John Gruden both wish they could get their money back and never have decided to bring in Antonio Brown. But Danny G, can you translate angry Raider for me <laughs> when your own team want to hate, but there's no stopping me now. Devil is a lie. Everyone got to pay this year. So we clear. Yes. The translation is I better go for 180 yards and two touchdowns in week one. Otherwise, Mike Mayock is going to collect everything I owe the team in fines. Maybe so. Yeah, but That's exactly pretty what much that what it is. Are you officially willing to acknowledge that this has been a disaster so far? Well, the last time you went in on AB, I had Mayox back because it was when he said, okay, you're either all in or you're all out. And I said, look, you have to back the Raiders general manager here. Now, what's interesting about that letter is it wasn't even over the helmet stuff. It was because he missed a walkthrough. You can't miss the walkthrough. You have to be there. You have to follow all the other rules that your teammates are following. And if you watched Hard Knocks, his teammates look like they genuinely like him. But even if you're a diva, a diva wide receiver, you don't get your own set of rules. Once the actual football starts, I think this will go away. And Charles Woodson, he had a great tweet yesterday that said, this will all blow over like everything else has as long as he performs on the field. And I think that that's what this boils down to is – he really needs to produce on the field for this to be worth Let it. Let me give you something to think about here. For all of his shenanigans, Antonio Brown's never been on a bad team in the NFL. We don't really know. You know, even last year when the Steelers were not very good, they were in the running for the playoffs if they just win the final game of the year. We don't really know, and we also know that Antonio Brown has only played for, whether you love or hate Ben Roethlisberger, a Hall of Fame quarterback. We don't really know what might happen with Antonio Brown if his team stinks and also if Derek Carr comes out and doesn't play very well. It's not like there's a great backup situation right now in Oakland or somebody who's going to come in and rescue this team. If the Raiders start out 1-3 or 1-4 or something like that, which is very realistic, is Antonio Brown really going to just shut up and play football if his team stinks and if his quarterback's not playing well? Here's the other thing I would say about this. I'm not sure. We talk a lot about uh, athletes and you know what you can learn from them, and, and there are probably a lot of kids who listen to this show. I'm aware of that, particularly when school is back in session, as it is everywhere across the nation now. Think about what Antonio Brown did here and how used we are to athletes behaving in ridiculous fashions that we don't even hardly blink at the fact that he just did something that almost no employee in the rest of the country could do and not suffer severe suspension or firing for. He took a private letter that was addressed to him for a disciplinary matter 
from the team to him. He took a picture of it. He put it up on social media. He tagged his team, and he ridiculed them for asking him to do something so ridiculous as actually follow his own contract. I'm not sure. I want to bring in the crew. Can you guys think of any other employee that could do this and not receive some form of penalty from his employer? Now, I want to eliminate actors, actresses, and rock stars because they're entertainers, which really is what Antonio Brown is, but they're not typically employees. Typically, if you're an actor or an actress or a rock star, you are self-employed. So you're not really answering to anyone else. I'm talking about somebody who's really, when you break it down, Antonio Brown is just a traditional employee. He's a highly paid one, but he's not like an owner of his own company. He's not a self-employed individual. He's just one of several hundred Raider employees who happens to be probably the best paid other than Derek Carr on the entire Raider payroll. Uh, can you think of any other profession where you did it? Like, I, I am in the opinion business, right? I think I'd get suspended by Fox or by uh, or by radio if I got in trouble for not doing my job, if I took a picture of a letter that had been entered into my file, if I posted it on social media, and if I ridiculed my bosses. I think I'd get suspended, maybe even fired for doing that. And I've got, I love my bosses and I've got good freedom, but... I wouldn't even think twice. I mean, like, I wouldn't even, I don't, I don't know how you could remotely be angry at your bosses if they did something to you for posting this, such that when I see this, I'm like, I can't even think of any other employee in the country who could get away with doing something like this. It's funny you say your job because I actually was going to say our profession. I mean, you disagree with that, but look at Dan Lebetard. He went after his employer and he's still on the air. It's true. I mean, and, and and now that I think he was subject to a penalty, like they tried to keep it super secret, but he missed several days of his radio show, and he certainly hasn't come back and done it again. Um, but, you know, again, I, if, if the Raiders suspend Antonio Brown, I'll, I'll say okay. But I think that, that Dan Levitard got a secret, su- super secret suspension for those statements that he made uh, because – they didn't want to make a bigger deal of his statements by turning him into a martyr. Remember, he didn't show up for back-to-back shows. I think he missed his Friday show and his Monday show, um, and he never commented on it, and he never said anything at all. So to me, that was uh, that was the story, uh, th- th- that there was a secret probation there. Who well, else? Howard Stern. Howard, you think, I mean, Howard Stern might be able to do it. Now, they pay him $100 million a year. And he's the single most important employee at Sirius XM. But he's not very active on social media. And I don't remember him ever posting a picture like this. Uh, so there may not be an exact analogy there. And frankly, I, he's not really that rebellious now. I mean, I, well, I don't remember him going after his bosses anytime soon. But certainly in his career, he did. Yeah, back in his heyday, yeah. Yeah. And you could argue, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I mean, there's almost no one. Eddie Garcia, you've been around since World War II. And, Dub, uh, any, you guys got any uh, any thoughts on who you, who could get away with this? Well, the first name that popped in my head was Charles Barkley. If he were on social media, maybe. Yeah. I mean, the, the point is there's almost no one who can do this in the entire United States, right? 
And it's funny because I just I I think Antonio Brown right now, if I were predicting how this situation is going to end, I think he's going to get released at the end of this year, and I'm not sure anybody else is going to pick him up. You don't see him having success at all on the field. This guy has put up better numbers than Jerry Rice in the past six, seven seasons. What usually happens in the NFL is you are killing it, you're killing it, you're killing it, and then boom, you just hit a wall. Look, the the stat here is that's interesting. Uh, there, and we we talked about this on Lock It In. Thousand yard receivers who go to a new team typically have a massive drop-off in their overall production, both for receiving yards and for touchdowns. Like, the over-under right now for Antonio Brown, I believe, on touchdowns is 11. The average receiver who had double-digit receiving touchdowns and moved to a new team does has four touchdowns his first year. The average receiver who had over 1,000 yards receiving and goes to his new team, I believe the number was like 780. Uh, averages 780 yards. So when highly successful players move from one team to another, remember he's leaving a quarterback who threw for over 5,000 yards and going to a quarterback who threw for a lot less. So just on its face there, there's going to be a lot less yardage to go around, I would think, for Derek Carr this year than there was last year for Ben Roethlisberger. And again, I just think for an interesting storyline to pay attention to, Antonio Brown is acting out like this and has over the past several years, and he's never been on a bad team, and he's never played for a quarterback that wasn't a Hall of Famer. What happens when both of those eventualities emerge this year, and it's November, and the Oakland Raiders are 2-7, and seven, and they've already been eliminated from playoff contention effectively because the Chiefs and the Chargers are off and running at a high level. They have no chance in their division. Uh, the 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 Raider Nation is angry because there's no production there. I just think the amount of things and, and issues that he may get into when the team's not good and when Derek Carr is a mess, it's really something we haven't ever seen before. And usually things get worse when a team's not good and not performing well. I think he's going to lash out. It wouldn't stun me. Here's my early prediction. It wouldn't stun me if Antonio Brown finishes the year suspended by the Raiders uh, and John Gruden and Mike Mayock for violation of team rules in some way. Just put a pin in it. I think this is a mess. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trips of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their redestine test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be bring in my guy Frank Isola at the Frank Isola. He is on Around the Horn. He's at The Athletic, and he does a show on Sirius XM. Frank, NFL is coming back, but before we get to that, we were just talking about Antonio Brown's uh, Instagram post where he uh, put up the letter $54,000 fine that he got and uh, made the comments that he did on that letter. Can you think of any employees that could get away with this outside of professional <laughs> athletics? Yeah, I, I'm not sure about that. And i got to be honest with you. I think in a lot of ways, I think it makes Mike Mayock look good. I know he's trying to embarrass the Raiders Yes, and Mike Mayock. But, you know, the Oakland Raiders, I, you know, we know what they were in the 70s, 80s, maybe even early 90s. But, you know, since 2002 when they went to the Super Bowl and lost, they've had one winning season. I get that their fans dress up and the whole commitment to excellence, but it's basically been a joke of a franchise. They haven't been very relevant. You know, so here comes Mike Mayock and John Gruden. They're trying to change things. To me, it, it makes it look like they're serious about winning because Antonio Brown, his antics get old pretty quickly. Remember, Clay, 
before the final game of the season with Pittsburgh, he also missed a walkthrough. And then yeah. he left the game, I think it was at halftime or before the game ended. He showed up at the game he wasn't going to play, and he ended up going home. So I, I think for the Raiders to kind of put the hammer down, I think was smart. I mean, I, I understand this, this idea that Mayock is being the bad cop and John Gruden is a good cop. But I think Antonio Brown trying to look like the victim here, because that's what he's trying to do, right? Yes. And I, 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 I think it's backfiring. Because it, people are getting tired of his act. I, I'm sure the Raiders are clearly tired of it. Well, I think a lot of people look at it and say, why are you upset at the team for fining you for not doing what you're required to do under your job? <laughs> I mean, like, that is, yes. and, then, and then the idea that somehow he's looking better. I think social media has not been helpful to him, whether it's nope. taking shots at Ben Roethlisberger, whether it is taking shots at Juju Smith-Schuster, or any number of other things that he has done. Um, social media sometimes will ultimately, if you keep at it long enough, reveal kind of the essence of who you are. And I think what we're seeing from Antonio Brown is there's not much essence here. And now here's the question I have for you. Antonio Brown has always been on a team that is contending to make the playoffs or a pretty decent squad, right, the whole time that he played in Pittsburgh. And he's always played with a Hall of Fame quarterback. We've never really seen Antonio Brown have to deal with being on a crappy team, which I think there's a good chance that the Raiders are going to be this year, and playing with a quarterback who may not be that good, which I think there's a decent chance Derek Carr could be. What is he going to do? How much is his world going to spiral out of control? How much is he going to lash out on social media when the team he's not on is when the team he's on is irrelevant, and therefore he's irrelevant? Oh, I, I definitely, I definitely think it can get a lot worse. And I think you know the Giants, the New York Giants in Pittsburgh. Now people could you know kind of roll their eyes, but I know that they like to look at themselves as these holier-than-thou franchises, and they'll, they'll put up with your nonsense as long as you're producing. And I think the Giants getting rid of Odell Beckham, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers getting rid of Antonio Brown, I think that they looked at it as, you know what, they're just not worth the trouble. And I'll give you an example. The Giants used to have Lawrence Taylor on the team. And Lawrence Taylor was creating all kinds of problems, but every Sunday the guy showed up and he was killing the quarterbacks. Yes. But Antonio Brown, I look at, like, I look at Mike Tomlin and the organization that they have in Pittsburgh. Do they do everything perfect? No, they don't. But they kind of know what they're doing. I think there are certain organizations, and I put Pittsburgh up there. I definitely put New England up there. When they kind of get rid of you, to me, that's a bit of a red flag. We all know that Antonio Brown is a great player. There's no question about it. But it's almost like he's more focused now on becoming a character and making, you know, building his brand than being a football player anymore. And I would say this, you know, I, I heard them asking people yesterday about Ezekiel Elliott holding out and how, how will that go over in the locker room now that he's back. I think the players kind of understand guys going after money that they feel like the player deserves and that the player feels like he deserves. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott has any issues in the locker room. I look at the Oakland Raiders, and you mentioned it. Like when they're all showing up in Winnipeg, for crying out loud, of all places, and they're at a walkthrough and he's not there, I think that's where teammates even draw the line a little bit. I think yeah. they're thinking, hey, hang on a second. You know, we're here. You should be here as well. That's why I, I think him posting that on social media, he's trying to make the Raiders look bad. He's trying to come across as a victim. I, th I in my opinion, is having the opposite effect. Yeah, and also I think there's a certain segment of the population that continues to grow, and I think it's actually a majority, vast majority of the population, that's tired of the perpetual victim victimization angle. Like everybody's yeah. a victim for everything, and getting fined for not doing your job when you're making tens of millions of dollars like Antonio Brown is doing, 
it ain't the way to prove that you're a victim. Uh, but well, you know, and, like and, and Clay, and you said it a couple of weeks ago. You know, the whole thing with the helmet. He was not the only player that fell into this category. There were other players. Yes. I think it was over a hundred players that had grandfathered in that they could use their old helmet last season, including Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. They weren't happy about the fact that they had to switch helmets, but they did it. And I hate to break the news to Antonio Brown, but um, Antonio Brown's a big star. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are bigger stars. You know what? They sucked it up and they did it. So the the entire league changes the helmet. One guy is making this big of an issue of it. He did it to draw attention to himself and to the whole hard knocks thing. He thinks this is building his brand. I think it's making him look bad. All right, let's go to the actual field. Uh, With the return of the NFL, you're in New York. How much enthusiasm is there for the Giants or the Jets, and and I'm kind of stunned by the amount that I would say Sam Darnold is under the radar because it's like Baker Mayfield has soaked up all the oxygen, yet uh, these guys are going to be compared with each other for the rest of their career. What's the vibe you're getting out of uh, New York? Yeah, that's kind of, that's a good point. It's it's almost like the Jets and Sam Darnold. It's like they're on the good ship lollipop. There's yeah. really never any – he's not really being held to any kind of standard. I know in Cleveland where they're expecting them to make the playoffs – in New York, it really hasn't been that. It's it's amazing that Jet fans are kind of being patient. The media, in a lot of ways, is being patient with Sam Darnold. But this this will be a huge year for him. And I think I, we know how it works in every town. It's it's about the quarterback. I think with the Jets and their fans, they believe that they have a franchise quarterback. The biggest thing with the Giants is going to be at what point do they pull the plug on Eli Manning and do they go to Daniel Jones? Because clearly the organization wants Daniel Jones to be the guy. They're going to be patient, but they want him to be the guy. They barely played him. It's like the minute he did well in any of these preseason games, he took him out right away. It was almost like, you know, we're not going to mess with any success. We want to build his confidence. It was almost like they used the preseason to build Daniel Jones' confidence and also build confidence in the fans who are killing the Giants for drafting the guy sixth overall. But I think... You know, I look at both teams. I don't think most people think that they're going to be playoff teams. So, you know, if they can get off to a good start, oh, that's that's fine. But you look at the AFC East, it always belongs to New England. And then in the NFC East, it's, it's Philadelphia and it's Dallas. I don't think most Giant fans really believe that, it, that they have a playoff team. What about uh, Le'Veon Bell? I would also say that after all of the attention that he got in the offseason and during the season last year, it kind of seems like he's under the radar now, and I don't know if that's because of the Zeke holdout. Again, you think usually New York, massive media market, but I feel like there hasn't been that much talk about Le'Veon coming back. And, 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 I, and I do get the idea that by not playing last season, okay, he didn't take a pounding, but you wonder how sharp he is, and now that he's got his money, how much does that impact him? Because last year everything was about getting his money, and I, perfectly, I totally understand that, especially – as a running back, but I think for a lot of these guys and the Jets, they're trying to change the way that they do things here as well. But I'm sure that he's going to find, you know what, I'm not in Pittsburgh anymore, you know, which has a tradition of winning. Ben Roethlisberger, you could like him, you don't have to like him. Pretty good quarterback who's had a lot of success. I think he's going to find out pretty soon that, you know, Sundays at the Meadowlands, at that dump of a stadium that they built, is going to be a little bit different than Sundays in Pittsburgh, where basically the whole city stopped when the, when the Steelers were playing. I saw a couple of people tweeting me this, and I was like, this is such a diabolical genius move. I wonder if there's any truth to it at all, that Jerry Jones knew that this Ezekiel Elliott thing was going to get worked out, and he loved all of the attention that the media gave to the Dallas Cowboys and his franchise, and every day they're asking him for updates. And so he actually encouraged this holdout because he didn't think that Zeke needed necessarily to be at training camp. uh, And he just wanted the Cowboys to be the number one story in sports in America day after day after day. You think there's any truth to that? 
You know what? I think that Jerry Jones knew, and I think Ezekiel Elliott knew that he was going to play the first week of the season. When he came out last week, and I'm talking about Jerry Jones, he said, well, we really don't need him until the playoffs start. If I'm Jason Garrett, I understand Jason Garrett, the head coach, doesn't have much power there. But if I'm Jason Garrett, I'm the rest of the team. I'm thinking, hang on a second. We all got enough. We, we have to play 16 weeks just so Ezekiel Elliott can get to the playoffs. And it was almost a little arrogance of Jerry Jones. Who's to say you would make the playoffs yeah. if Ezekiel Elliott missed five or six games? So I, I, when he started saying stuff like that, I did kind of feel it was almost like they were trying to steal attention from the hard-knock Oakland Raiders. And I, I do think there's a little method to Jerry Jones's madness. He just happened to be in New York ringing the bell at the stock exchange yesterday on the day that the Ezekiel Elliott contract um, was finalized. I think Ezekiel Elliott knew all along that he was going to play in week one. It just, I mean, it works out perfectly, right? He's able to practice on Wednesday, which they kind of was the artificial you know, deadline day for he would have to practice that day. And it's funny, I saw a tweet from uh, Gary Myers, who he used to work with at the Daily News, where he said that Lawrence Taylor way back when signed the first week of the season. He, his first practice was that Wednesday before the Sunday opener, and he had three sacks that day against Randall Cunningham. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to say that Ezekiel Elliott is Lawrence Taylor in terms of greatness at his position, but Ezekiel Elliott is pretty damn good. And you know this too, Clay. Jerry Jones, he builds that beautiful stadium, the beautiful practice facility. He wants to win a Super Bowl as the owner and the general manager of this team one more time in the worst way. So I don't think he was going down this road of having Ezekiel Elliott miss two games, then sign him. like that. That's what happened with uh, Emmett Smith way back when, and I expect that to be the formula. I think he wants to win in the worst way, and he figures, I need my best offensive player. I'm getting the guy signed. All right, we know that the Patriots are probably the best team to follow, right? I mean, if you had to pick, I always like to say, if you had to pick one team and you could only talk about one team on the radio, for instance, with what I do, my number one draft pick would be the New England Patriots, right? Like, they yeah. are the most intriguing, Brady, Belichick. Everybody's got an opinion on them, particularly because Gronk may or may not come back. The Cleveland Browns are maybe the second or third pick. Maybe the Cowboys are number two just because they're still, I believe, America's team, and there certainly is a lot of drama surrounding what's going to happen with Dak and Amari Cooper and now that Zeke's back and all those things. Maybe you go Patriots one, Cowboys two. But I think the third pick for most interesting team as we prepare to enter the season is the Cleveland Browns. Everybody out there listening to me right now has a Browns opinion, which is wild. <laughs> and it's something other than, man, they suck, right? Which was the opinion everybody yep. had for a couple of years. Do you think the Browns coming out of the gate are going to hit the ground running and with Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry and all the excitement there? Or – do you think they are just going to totally trip over themselves and go full-on Browns? They have not won. This is a crazy stat. The Browns have not won the first game of their season since 2005. They've lost That's every amazing. opener going all the way back to 2005. What side are you on in terms of Brown expectations? Oh, it, it is amazing when you think about like how poor that they have been over the years, everyone just automatically thinks, well, of course they're going to win big this year and they'll probably be a playoff team. We'll see. My, I think they'll start off well. I just want to see how they're going to respond because at some point this season, there's going to be some type of adversity. It hits every single team. I don't know if that's going to be an injury. I tend to think with this team, it could be some locker room thing. Maybe they're going to get a, somebody who's going to be upset with the head coach, Fred Kitchen. Something is going to happen to this team where last year they were the feel-good story. And I loved watching their games. When I couldn't watch their games, I had the, you know, watching them on the red zone 
And, like, you know, they had all these, like, heartbreaking ways to lose. Because last season, remember the game against New Orleans where they blew that? There were a bunch of games that they blew that they that they probably should yeah. have won. They ended up tying or whatever the case may be. I kind of think that they went from likable to, in a weird way, kind of being a bit of a villain in the NBA, which is interesting for a team that really hasn't won. But they have guys that have brash personalities, including Baker Mayfield, who I like. Odell Beckham was a big-time talent, but, you know, he really hasn't done that much. You know, he's, he's, been, he's been to the playoffs once, and he had a terrible game for the Giants. I think they're going to start out well. I just know that there's going to come that point where there's going to be some adversity, and it's going to be very interesting to see. Because remember, Clay, they haven't had expectations. Everything has been a feel-good story for the Cleveland Browns. Now there are expectations, and a little bit different, and everyone wants to ride up the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I'm telling you, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, they can't wait until they play. And listen, I'm not a Steeler fan, but I – but I have a lot of respect for that organization. I think they can't wait to play the Browns those two times. Who uh, Who is your Super Bowl pick? Have you made a pick yet in terms of the two teams that you expect to see in Miami when the season's starting today, when the season ends, who do you expect to be there? You know, from Andy Reid, to me, this, this might be a fair You better go this year. Even though I'm a big New England guy, I love Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I think they got it figured out. The fact that they've been doing it for this long, it's amazing. It's like I... As you get older, like I root for Roger Federer all the time. I root for Tom Brady because he's, he's somehow still doing it. But I'll put Kansas City and maybe uh, Philadelphia in there. Maybe Kansas City finally gets it done, even though we'll see it with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he was the star of the NFL last year. Did not have a great, you know, that kind of got swept under the rug. Did not have a great AFC championship. It was not, was not very good in the first half. The second half, absolutely. But in the first half, it wasn't any good. But I'll take Kansas City and Philadelphia. Who do you got? You know, it's a good question. Um, I, I like Kansas City. I, 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 I'm get, It's hard to pick against the Patriots because you inevitably end up looking like an idiot, but I feel like the way Patrick Mahomes played, well, first of all, my initial Super Bowl pick from the AFC was the Colts, and then Andrew Luck decided to retire. So I'm going to have to toss that one in the, in the dumpster uh, fire, you know, in the bin. I'm going to go yeah. with the, uh, the Chiefs coming out of the, uh, of the AFC. And I think, look, I, I think the Rams – or the Saints, and, and I think we're almost going to get a rematch. I like both of those teams, but I think the Rams. I like the Saints, too. Yeah, I, I think I'm probably going to go with the Chiefs and the Saints uh, as my let, Super Bowl pick. Let, let, let me ask you this, Clay. If Jacoby Brissett were to announce his retirement today, do the, do the Colts let him keep his $20 million signing bonus? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. You know what I saw, which was, like, uh, unbelievable? Did you see the video of Andrew Luck with, like, the old woman who was in the in the wheelchair and, yeah. uh, and she said, just promise me you won't won't retire. And he was like, oh, you don't have to worry about that. And it was like two <laughs> weeks before he retired. I was like, this is unbelievable. There's still, some, there's still something fishy about that story. But he, he, he's basically fallen off the face of the earth. You haven't seen or yeah. heard from him. I bet he's in Europe. All right. Uh, you mentioned, by the way, Federer. You've been in New York for a long time. I was just up there for like 36 hours. Quick turnaround. Um, but the U.S. Open for tennis Compared to 20 years ago or 25 years ago, can you feel the interest level having waned? I was still kind of surprised. It's still a kind of a big deal from a media perspective, all the attention that it gets. Uh, but does it feel the same way as it did maybe back in the day when you were covering it? You know what? I used to go all yeah. the time, even as a fan. You know, it's one of – you talk about the crowd at the U.S. So I like tennis, the crowd that goes to U.S. Open. You're going to find some of the most obnoxious people who really don't even know tennis. Don't even, I mean, look at the way they reacted during the Serena match last year. They didn't even understand the rules, the way the umpire was handling things. It, it's still a really big deal. I think what's hurt the U.S. Open, and you know, like, they're rooting – 
Nadal and Serena to win in the semifinals because if both of those guys don't make the finals, that's going to really hurt the women's draw and the men's draw. But in, in a short time, you had uh, Novak Djokovic went out, uh, Naomi Osaka and Roger Federer. That, that hurts the tournament. There's still interest, but it's, you know how it is. It's about the stars more than anything. So the U.S. Open and you know the ratings for television, especially with the you know college football in the NFL this weekend, they're going to need Serena Williams in the final. They're going to need uh, Rafael Nadal in the final. Good stuff, as always. He is Frank Isola. Follow him on Twitter at the Frank Isola. Watch him on Around the Horn. Listen to him on SiriusXM and read him at The Athletic. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Welcome back. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us here, Geico Outkick Studios. Tonight's game going on. It's an interesting story in the uh, Wall Street Journal. Um, This is the biggest quarterback age gap that has existed in an NFL season. Uh, and they're using, even tonight is a good example, with Mitch Trubisky, who is still a young and relatively unproven quarterback, going up against Aaron Rodgers. And it is intriguing to think about um, how that like kind of looks going forward. This is the biggest gap. I mean, 56% of starting quarterbacks are 25 or younger or 35 and older. And if you think about that, it is kind of it's, – it's like there's a huge middle gap where guys are not necessarily proven, and so teams are just constantly trying to cycle through looking for the young guy, or you're an older, aging gunslinger in the realm of Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, guys who have been around for a long time. Aaron Rodgers is moving into that category now. And then you've got all these young guys, whether it's Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, Sam Darnold, even still kind of on the young side of the equation, Deshaun Watson, certainly. A lot of younger guys who it remains to be seen exactly how good they're going to be and how long their career arcs are going to be. In fact, if right now, if you had to buy stock in a young quarterback, and let's take Patrick Mahomes off the table because I don't think it's fair to put him in even in the equation a guy like Andrew Luck would have been almost moving into the middle tier, right? You're about to be 30 years old, and you think you probably still have six or seven really good years left as a quarterback, but you're no longer a young quarterback, and almost none of those guys exist. There's almost no, you know, like 30-year-old, that this guy's a stud, 29, 30-year-old guy. This guy is 100% going to win a Super Bowl at some point. Uh, it's like kind of the Cam Newton universe, where you're like, ah, I'm not really sure what I think about Cam. He had that one incredible year, and now he's been injured. He's had a couple of shoulder surgeries. He got an ankle injury in the limited time that he was out on the field. Most quarterbacks, when they get to 30, they can still kind of be on the ascent, or at least they can plateau and remain good for a long time. How many of those guys in the middle tier do you feel really comfortable about right now? Your guy is either, if you've got a happy team right now, if you're a happy fan as the season starts, and not selling yourself absolute delusion. Right now, you're either got an old quarterback who you know and rely on, or you've got a young quarterback that you're extremely excited about. And it is that's an amazing stat. Again, this is from the Wall Street Journal this morning. 56% of starting quarterbacks are 25 or younger uh, or 35 and older. 
and the NFL season begins, 18 of the 32 starting quarterbacks are 25 or younger or 35 and older. That's not normal. For the first 53 seasons of the Super Bowl era, only 38% of quarterbacks have fallen into those age extremes. But last year, that reached 56.5%, the highest ever. And there aren't any middle, you know, reliable stars. Seahawks in the middle range have Russell Wilson. Other than that, the Colts had Andrew Luck, but otherwise there's almost nobody between those two extremes. Either you're super young and teams are excited about figuring out whether or not you're the guy or you're an old gunslinger. Teams know you're good, and the question is just how long will you last? Pretty interesting to think about. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their redestein test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Tonight, we got a game going on. Uh, the NFL is finally here. Pretty excited about it. You can watch Packers Bears on Hulu. Uh, that's right. You can see the NFL on Hulu. Same goes for Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football. You get the picture on all of it. Biggest football games, all of it on Hulu with over 60-plus channels. No cable subscription needed. You can start your free trial today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply you can learn more at Hulu.com, and you can check out the game tonight between the Packers and the Bears on Hulu, and some of you will be watching on Hulu across this great land, and tens of millions of people will tune in, and I want to bring in the crew. What do we think about the Packers and the Bears as we get ready for this Thursday night game? Uh, to me, the, the, the storylines are pretty intriguing. The Bears are trying to demonstrate that their 12-4 and season was not a total outlier. They had everything break in their direction. Huge win overall in the turnover margin. They had Trubisky, who was able to perform, but not really perform, right? In games against winning teams, he was very mediocre in what he was capable of in the postseason. He was, at best, average. He wasn't that healthy. I still feel as if the the Bears don't really know what they have with Mitch Trubisky. And I also feel... Like, the Packers are turning a page, and we don't really know what to expect with Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur was the offensive coordinator last year for the Tennessee Titans. The offense got worse, and they fired the entire coaching staff the year before because the offense had not been dynamic and good enough, yet he's got that magic uh, pixie dust that seems to connect him to Sean McVay, and everybody wanted their own version of Sean McVay. And so when you really break this down – It is a really sort of interesting and intriguing question as we prepare for this. Does Aaron Rodgers have sort of a next-level gear? Do the Packers have a legitimate chance to get back in the playoffs and win? Or are both of these teams pretenders? And furthermore, for all of the ownership over the years that Aaron Rodgers has had of the Chicago Bears, that started to fade lately. Last five games, Bears are 3-2 and against Rodgers. That dominance that he had for so long in the NFC North is fading. What do we expect? I don't here's my takeaway early. I think the Bears are going to be fine. I think they'll fall back down to a 9 and 7-ish team. I don't think they'll be a 12 and 4 hosting a playoff caliber performer. I also think that the Packers are going to have a mess when it comes to the relationship between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. So, I am intrigued to see exactly how this goes with the NFL beginning the season and uh, and seeing what the overall vibe will be in Soldier Field tonight. 
I think that the uh, the Bears, I don't really like them as a three-point favorite. I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about the gambling component uh, of this on Lock It In. Seems like a little bit of an excessive line at three for the Bears, but I also don't feel good about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers in this first game offense of Matt LaFleur, given that Rodgers hasn't played at all in the preseason. So I like the Bears here. What about you, Danny G? Well, I think the Packers' defense was their biggest problem, actually, last season. They were 16th against the pass, 22nd against the run. But they did enough uh, in the draft and during the offseason to address those defensive problems. The Bears, we know all about Chicago's amazing defense. So for me, it comes down to Aaron Rodgers versus Mitchell Trubisky. Rodgers, I think, is going to be playing with a bit of a chip on his shoulder the entire season. The Packers are going to pull out a close one. If uh, if it comes down to Trubisky versus Rodgers, then the uh, then the Bears are in trouble. I think every Bear fan would acknowledge that. Uh, I just I I think that the overall talent level surrounding Trubisky is better. It is interesting what you you mentioned on the Packers defense. Last several years, almost all of their top draft picks have gone on the defensive side of the ball. So we'll see whether some of that starts to pay into uh, come into fruition and make the Packers substantially better on the defensive side of the ball, which obviously makes things better for Aaron Rodgers. What do you expect to see tonight, Dub? Well, first of all, I think the Bears way overachieved last year going 12-4. and four. I agree with you. I think they're going to take a step back to at least 9-7, and seven, possibly 8-8. Eight and eight. But as far as tonight goes, I like the Packers tonight. I think this is going to be an Aaron Rodgers revenge tour type season. And if there's one thing he loves to do, it's beat Chicago in Chicago. So I love the Green Bay Packers tonight. What about you, Eddie? Which direction are you trending in this game? I'm trending Chicago. Uh, I don't know what to expect from Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers didn't take one snap in the preseason, and understandably so. You've got a new head coach. Uh, Green Bay was 1-7 on the road last year, and the Bears were almost unbeatable at home. So we'll see if Green Bay can turn it around. I'm very intrigued to see what they're going to do this year. I really don't know. They're a big question mark to me. But tonight, if they win this game in Chicago to open up the season, that's a huge, huge win for them. I'm taking the Bears, though. Yeah, it's a good point. Starting with a division game adds so much. All You only play six division games to begin with, but starting on a Thursday night kickoff, massive television audience that will all be tuned in to check and see what's going to happen is pretty incredible to uh, to contemplate how big of a game it is. And if the Packers did go on the road and steal a road division game to begin, it would be huge. And I'll get to that in a minute too with the NFC North discussion because last year – there was so much attention on Kirk Cousins and how much of a difference he might make for uh, Minnesota, right? And how much difference there might be to expect from him as he replaced Case Keenum. And I just don't necessarily believe that either of these teams, the Bears or the Packers, should be the favorite. I kind of think the Vikings in year two with Kirk Cousins, especially if Dalvin Cook can be healthy at the running back position, may well sneak in here and come back to the top of the NFC North. But we're going to start to get an early read on both these teams head-to-head and think about how that plays out in the larger divisional context. What about you, Roberto? What do you anticipate tonight? Uh, I think I think the Packers are going to win. Uh, I agree with all you, what, you, what you said, that the Bears way overachieved last year. I don't think they're going to be that good this year. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a close game, and, you know, the Bears have a very, very uh, – their, their kicking game is very, very questionable. So if it comes down to a field goal, I don't know if they – I don't know. I don't feel very, very good about their kicking game. Rodgers is an enigmatic guy in general because he's had that relationship with Mike Sherman for a long time. They were sort of twinned at the hip. 
even though it never really seemed like Rodgers really, really liked uh, his coaching staff at Green Bay. And Rodgers is intriguing in many ways because he's, I don't, I can't really figure him out, right? He's cut off his entire family, which is always weird. Right? I mean, if you are Aaron Rodgers and you just decide, I'm not going to talk to my mom and dad anymore. I'm not going to talk to my two brothers. I kind of think about that from the perspective now of a parent who has three sons. And I can't imagine how difficult that would be if one day out of nowhere, one of our three sons just announced that he wasn't really going to talk to the family anymore. And there are some strange stories kind of associated with that. For instance, Aaron Rodgers' family sends him Christmas presents, his mom and his dad, and he sends back the Christmas presents unopened. I mean, I don't care who you are. Just imagine that your mom and dad send you Christmas presents. Now, that's kind of funny in and of itself because when you get to be in your 30s and you're still getting Christmas presents, but it's not like Aaron Rodgers is married or has any kids. So that in and of itself is kind of weird, right? Um, And the the wild thing about Aaron Rodgers and the family dynamic that blew up was it came out during the uh, the Bachelor. If you remember when uh, his youngest brother who played football at, at Vanderbilt, Jordan, was on The Bachelor and ended up, and sorry for everybody out there who didn't watch, but I watched The Bachelor a lot, ended up with JoJo. And they have the family visits, right? And they have the family interaction. And Aaron was not willing to participate in The Bachelor because he's not interacting with his family at all at the time. And that was the first time that most people really realized it. And it's to the point where his dad goes to games and has to get his own ticket. Think about how strange that is that Aaron Rodgers' dad goes to watch him play and has to get his own tickets, and he's sending back Christmas presents, and a lot of people said, oh, well, maybe it's just who he's dating right now. Because you know sometimes it happens where uh, somebody gets in a relationship and that, that person they're dating, and this is always a little bit scary, the person they're dating sort of says, hey, we need to be isolating ourselves from the rest of the family. And who is he dating? Uh, I've already forgotten her name, but uh, she was on uh, – the Aaron Sorkin show, uh, Newsroom. Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn, that's right. She was dating Olivia Munn. And a lot of people, I think I was one of these people, said, oh, maybe it's got something to do with dating Olivia Munn and you know, he's kind of under her, under her spell, under her power. Seen a lot of men fall under the spell of a good-looking woman, right? Like, uh, so you're kind of like, oh, maybe it'll come out of that. And then they get broken up, and it still is strange. I mean, you guys, I'm going to bring you guys in. So the reason why I'm bringing up Aaron Rodgers' off-the-field-related life is I think it's hard to predict what kind of guy he is with a new head coach when he's making decisions that seem kind of erratic. Now, to be fair to him, he spent a lot of money giving Cal uh, a brand new locker room. The story's out this morning about him donating money, uh, donating helmets to his high school. But are you guys with me? Can you imagine? Can you imagine, regardless of who you are, sending your mom back presents that she sent to you for Christmas unopened I'll start with you Danny J like this is a weird but can you imagine even thinking to do that to your mom regardless of what you do for a living and almost regardless of what your mom might have done and let's let's be honest it's not as if Aaron Rodgers grew up in some sort of broken family home his parents are still married his two younger brothers who I know uh, and have relationships with totally normal guys 
uh, they're just kind of befuddled beyond belief based on the way that Aaron Rodgers is behaving now. So it's not as if he came out of some strained and broken home where awful things were happening to him. Uh, his two younger brothers, perfectly fine, totally normal dudes. Uh, they lived in Nashville for a long time, so I got to know them a little bit. Good dudes, really good dudes. I just I can't figure out what's going on here. But can you imagine doing that, Danny G? No. Never happened. I, I think level I could speak. Weird, right? It is. I could speak for everybody on our Dude, entire crew that none of us would do something like that, especially when it doesn't seem like there's any sort of apparent reason for it. Now, it is mysterious because we don't exactly know what his reasons are. It would be amazing if he wrote a book after his career was over. That's something that would be a really good read because we don't really know what makes this guy tick. Well, and the thing that I would point out that is interesting about it, is he still dating Danica Patrick now? Do we know? He is, yeah. Okay, so he does, he's not married. He doesn't have any kids. And he's isolated himself to a large degree from everyone who loves him and knew him before he was a Green Bay Packer quarterback and star. And I think Aaron Rodgers is a really smart guy. Uh, we played earlier this year his take, if you remember, on Game of Thrones, which is actually really, really funny and well thought out and intelligent. But when you isolate yourself as he has, I feel like it almost makes it such that all you have is your job, right? I mean, there are certain people out there who are maniacally focused on their careers, and that's fine. That's great. But as you get into your upper 30s, and that's where Aaron Rodgers is starting to go, most people, men or women, kind of start to look around them and say, okay, like, what, where's, my, where's, my, I, where's my sort of family? Who are my friends? Like, what are my connectors? And it doesn't feel like Aaron Rodgers really has that. I mean, even the wide receivers and the younger guys on his offense, it's not as if they have a long-range connection to him. So this is strange, right? I mean, Dub, can you imagine sending back unopened Christmas presents from your mom? I mean, absolutely not. I'm just trying to sit here and think what would even have to happen for me to even consider doing something like that. It is incredibly strange. I mean, he's obviously... And so bitter and, like, just designed to be mean, right? Like, I mean, it just is so diabolically, almost evil-seeming to send your mom... Like, your mom's got all these Christmas presents that she got you uh, and sent to you, and you send them back unopened? I mean, yeah, it, it, if you want to break your mom's heart, I guess that would be uh, one of the first things you could do is just uh, send your unopened presents right back home. Make your dad buy a ticket to come watch you play in Green Bay? Yeah, that's messed up, man. I mean, this, I mean, and again, we're not talking about some, some sort of fractured – like, I understand totally if your dad wasn't there for you when you were a kid growing up and you have resented for years that he didn't show up for your Little League games, that he didn't show up for all of your low-level athletic events, and then suddenly you end up successful, and he comes back around again and now wants to revel in your success when he wasn't there for your struggle to become what you became. Totally understand then someone having uh, that bitterness in their heart and not wanting to allow that person back in. I'm not talking about a situation like that. It's probably still not healthy to be that embittered at someone else. Personally, that's my thought. But I understand the motivations there. We're not talking about that at all. We're talking about a guy who grew up in a two-parent household, 
younger brothers, everything is perfect with, you know, I'm sure everybody's family has issues, but on the issue scale, it's like incredibly minimal. Has two younger brothers who are totally normal, well-adjusted. You know, Jordan Rogers calls games for the SEC Network and their evening telecast. Does a really good job of it. Totally normal, good dude. Really strange. Eddie, can you imagine this? No, and, you know... Doesn't it make you question... To me, what I'm getting at here is it makes me question Aaron Rodgers' relationships in general. Remember, he never really had Mike Sherman's back. He gets fired. Now we have no idea what kind of relationship he's going to have with Matt LaFleur, but it makes me question Aaron Rodgers in general as he comes into this new season. Well, I think it's hard not to think that he's certainly a different person. Uh, and, you know, how, how does that relate to his relationships with his coaches and his teammates? I mean, if he can't get along with his family, uh, and so much so that he, you know, he, he won't have any contact with them, it's, it's, it's very bizarre. It's, what would your mom have to do for you at some point to, n- to, not, have, to not have accepted her Christmas presents? I mean... Th- the extreme is like some sort of abusive relationship but as you said he has two brothers who have a perfectly at least as far as we know have a perfectly normal relationship he's also with, his, again, with their parents in his 30s we're not talking about like a 12 year old or you know like uh, yeah i mean this is so strange the only thing i think i can think of is that something really bad happened there when maybe when he was with olivia munn and things got very personal with him and his parents and his brothers and even though he's not with Olivia Money anymore, he still holds a, a very uh, strong grudge toward his family. That's the only thing I can think of. But to send the gifts back, I mean, that's, that's just uncalled for and wrong. And for his dad to have to pay for tickets for a game, it's, that's just messed up, man. It's really strange. Yeah. And so I, I bring all that to bear with it's hard for me to buy into Aaron Rodgers because of all that external noise that he has created. And also – if he'll do that to his family, it makes me question how loyal he's going to be to his teammates, in all honesty, and how much they can really – there's no doubting his talent, but this Matt LaFleur relationship, I question how productive it's going to be because I don't know whether Aaron Rodgers is in a place where mentally that productivity can be channeled in a positive direction. Just all very, very strange, but we'll see. We'll get a new uh, new read on the Packer offense. We'll get a new uh, lesson, perhaps, on how much things have changed or how much they haven't tonight with the start of Thursday Night Football. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back. Geico Outkick Studios bring in now our guy, John Morosi, uh, as the Michigan Wolverines get ready to play against the Army. What would you think of week one and against MTSU? Uh, good morning, Clay. I thought that they played pretty well, a little slow start. Uh, there were some nervous moments there for Michigan, but uh, I know certainly there are some fans uh, who uh, there's divided opinion on Patterson versus McCaffrey. I, I think Patterson was fine. I, I love 
here on the offense. So, uh, but this is going to be a big test tomorrow, or on Saturday rather. I think uh, Army, uh, as we know, is, is basically a top 25 team, and, and uh, uh, they're going to play a great brand of football on Saturday. So I think Michigan's got a very, very big test here early in the schedule. All right, we're coming down uh, the tail end of the Major League Baseball season. Roughly 20 games remaining for your average team out there. What should, in your mind, people be paying attention to for these final 20 games, in particular with the teams that are already, we know, barring just a a collapse that we've never seen in the ages, right? Like, uh, the Dodgers have almost already clinched the NL West. The Yankees have almost already clinched uh, the AL East. I mean, there are a lot of teams that are in really good shape, certainly the Houston Astros. How do those teams decide to play down the stretch now that their division titles are kind of in their back pockets? I think the key thing, Clay, is is how the Dodgers get their pitching ready. And and Hunjin Ryu last night uh, did not finish the fifth inning, which is pretty concerning. He was basically the best pitcher in baseball for four months of the year. So that's a concern. And then also there, there's been the ongoing drama of, of whether or not Kenley Jansen is going to be able to close down uh, the ninth inning in, in big games consistently late in October. Um, and those are two things that uh, both Ryu and, and Jansen, those two questions, that are going to loom over the Dodgers until they get to the playoffs and until they win or don't win the World Series. That will be the big question. How reliable are they going to be? Uh, I think there are still some fun stories with the Dodgers, too. Uh, Gavin Lux arriving uh, to the major leagues just this week. Looking very impressive, I think. Uh, very solid at-bats. He, he comes right in and he's batting leadoff within the first couple of days of, of being a major leaguer. So uh, we can tell just how seriously and, and how highly the Dodgers regard him. So there are some fresh stories there. But in many ways, Clay, the Dodgers' season, and ultimately if they win the World Series or not, will be determined by how well those two veteran arms perform, Ryu and Jansen, uh, and we'll get some pretty good hints, I believe, here in, in the coming weeks. All right, let's go to uh, the wild card races. Who do you think is going to emerge in the NL and the AL? I think the National League game is going to be the Nationals, uh, uh, I believe, against the Cubs. Uh, I think the Cubs are, are, are a solid second-place team right now in, in the NL Central. Uh, they just got Ben Zobris back. He batted leadoff in his, in his debut, his, his very first, uh, his re-debut, I should say, his very first game with the Cubs in almost four months. Uh, so I think getting him back has been key. Castellanos has been very good. But uh, there are still some worries even about you Darvish, who's been so good for them lately, and, and you was scheduled to make his next start over the weekend. He had some forearm tightness following his last start last week, which was masterful. So I, I think the Cubs are, are, are a solid second wild card, and the Nationals, uh, are, to me, are in the top spot. They are a, a dominant team right now, best record uh, in the National League since around Memorial Day. And, and the way they're playing, the brand of baseball, the amazing comeback this week, there's a little special quality to them right now that uh, I'm not sure they had in the past. The, the, in the past teams, they, they always seem to, to, to have uh, not quite everything going the right way towards the end of the regular season, and, and they were bouncing the first round every time they'd made it so far and since the franchise moved back to D.C. This team is different. They're trending in the right direction. A lot of, I think, unity from the way they're, they're structured. I think they're going to be a really interesting team. And if they win that wild card game, They've got a great chance to beat the Dodgers, I believe. In the American League, uh, it really is now down to 
three teams for two spots probably. Uh, Indians, Rays, A's for those two spots. Uh, the Indians have slipped a bit of late, but I still like their their playoff know-how and, of course, Terry Francona there leading the ship. So I, I think for me it's going to be the Indians and the A's in the American League. But I, that one, Clay, I think between both of those potential races, I could see the, the American League wildcard race going down to the very final days and minutes of the regular season on the last Sunday, which is how we love it in Major League Baseball. All right, I want to go back to uh, to what you were just talking about with the Washington Nationals. What does it say that they can allow Bryce Harper to walk and they are somehow better? Uh, and, and again, I know exactly how you want to classify better, but they're certainly better than the Phillies who are in the same division than uh, than uh, the uh, than 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 maybe many would have expected, and right. we typically don't see this in many other sports, right? Where one of the best players signs a massive contract, and his team is suddenly better than the team that he goes and signs with. Like it certainly doesn't happen, for instance, in the NBA. What does this tell us in general? Well, it's a great question, Clay, and it is quite a phenomenon. It's not it's not to me necessarily an indictment of of Harper. Uh, and because you think about actually historically, um, the 01 Mariners' best team in American League history, um, and, and all, all those games they won the, the record-setting number, and yet they had just had A Rod leave the previous season. So it was A Rod left after 2000. 01 Mariners set the uh, the American League uh, wins record all time. So it, it there is some precedent for it, I suppose. And Harper, by the way, just drove in his hundredth run, so he's, he's had a, a solid first year in Philly. Uh, I think it's more. Uh, a question of what the Nationals still had back on their roster than anything that, uh, that had to do with Harper. I, I think that Juan Soto is a star uh, playing like an MVP-level candidate, as is Anthony Rendon. They've got two guys that are basically MVP-level elite, elite hitters that, that are, are really powering the, the offense. And then on the pitching side, I think it tells us that when they, when they let Harper go uh, or just didn't resign him, that, that they allocated their money Pretty well. Uh, I think that was a, that was a good sign. That was a good sign that, that they ended up having uh, Patrick Corbin signed. They they adjusted the bullpen a little bit. I think they they, they, they made some pretty good decisions there. That, that I was impressed with. They brought in Kurt Suzuki, by the way, in free agency. He was the guy that had the walk off hit the other day. So they have they have found ways, I believe, to to have I think some some better allocations of their of their talent on the team and I think Harper for me uh, still is having a great season but I think the Nationals are and right now at least at the moment uh, uh, almost better without him uh, we sound like we got some kids ready for school yeah in- I, I think we've got I think it's uh, basically this is this is saying dad you're driving the bus today and and it's and it's time for us to go <laughs> uh, no 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 that's fine we've got uh, trust me uh, my house is a zoo every morning too we appreciate you coming on with us my man and uh, <laughs> Knock it out for us. We'll talk to- I, I appreciate it, my friend, as always. Uh, and, uh, great to be with you. I love this time of year, too. you got school back, you got football, you got pennant races. Uh, a lot of things I love most, so uh, always great talking. Outstanding stuff, as always. That's Sean Morosi. Dad is about to uh, take over the school bus and get kids to school. A lot of people out there. The morning show, definitely a lot of kids that are always uh, rotating through. I know we're setting close to a record for number of kids that, uh, that show up during the course of our interviews. <laughs> This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. NFL's returned, but it always returns sooner or later on Outkick. It's the Animal Thunderdome. Cue the music, boys. (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I had a bullet constrictor stuck to my face. And you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. All right, Danny G, fire away. All right, this first story is going to really bother your wife for two reasons. One, it's packages that get delivered. And two, it's because spiders are involved. Both a woman in Moorhead, Minnesota, and another woman in Kentucky have found brown recluse spiders in their Amazon and Chewy.com packages. That doesn't... Yeah. Yeah, that... I mean, first of all, we don't know, like, inside? Yes. Oh, man. that's yes. Yeah, that's tough. Open up the package, and inside is a brown recluse spider. Yeah, one of the packages, most of the spiders were dead. There were six. Ah, six. Six. And uh, the the other one, half were dead, half were alive. Nick Stoke with Perry Pest Control says... The reason for this happening is these sneaky spiders like to hide in places like cardboard. It's their favorite place. Uh, He says it's pretty uncommon to see a spider like that in some of the areas where these packages are being shipped to. So they definitely think it's, you know, obviously originating from one. I could kind of understand, but six. Right. Yeah. She has a picture here. This woman from Minnesota with six dead spiders. And obviously, you know, we all know these are poisonous, so it, it would be very concerning to be opening up a Chewy.com package, getting your dog chew toy all excited, your dog's jumping up and down as you open this package and you find these brown recluse spiders in the box. Well, and also if they just start running around in your house. Oh, man. Yeah. Especially so, Minnesota, which I don't think has brown recluse yeah, spiders, that's, right? Yeah, that's why this guy from the pest control was saying, yeah, they're not from our neck of the woods. All right, so be careful. If you get Amazon and Chewy packages a lot, uh, as you open that box, be ready to chop a spider in half. Every time we have a spider story, like I start looking around, like you start itching, <laughs> like you're a little bit nervous, like is there a spider nearby? Like that's uh, that's not ideal. All right, this next story, let's go to California. Corona, which is a city here in Southern California. Named after the beer? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the beer's not named after it. Was Corona yeah. a Spanish word for something, Roberto? Crown, yeah, crown. For, for what is it? Crown, crown yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was going to say it was probably the other way around. But uh, at Corona, they have this warning in the city right now to beware of wild pigs after a woman was chased by a hog. And this was captured on video. Barbara Andrews says she was walking her dog down Orange Heights Lane when she started recording a video. She wasn't sure what it was, but it started chasing her and her dog. She says, when I cross the street, I look up and there's this huge hog in front of me. I realize it's a hog and I'm thinking to myself, what the heck is going on? She told KNBC TV. Andrew said the pig ran toward her, so she and her dog fled. I was afraid for my dog. I stopped and I looked back. He was still coming, so I just started screaming, she said. I just kept running and I looked back again and he was still coming for us. It's like a horror movie. Yeah. She said the pig finally gave up chase, uh, eventually wore out. (laughs) Residents said it's not the uh, only incident, as there's been several now involving wild pigs in Corona that have become aggressive. Riverside County Animal Services say that the pig responsible for this certain chase was later shot with a tranquilizer dart and removed from the neighborhood. So where do they take it? That's a very good question. The article does not say. I'm just thinking, like, 
a tranquilizer dart. Is this a reg like is this a regular uh police officer? That they have tranquilizer darts and they're just going around shooting no, pigs. No, it's just animal services did it. So Yeah, I guess so, okay. Yeah, they just yeah. have tranks. Okay. Interesting. Like calling Ice Cube's dad from the movie Friday. Yeah. <laughs> pigs. <laughs> pigs will bite you. All right, uh, next story here. Let's uh you know, this is not so much about the animal as it is the the owner. Did you see this a miniature horse? That- I saw this picture. Like I like that is unbelievable. It's like the Geico commercial. So let's let's pause here and like All explain. Right. Like so there has become this thing where if you have certain mental health issues and I don't know exactly what they are, but you are allowed to have an animal that accompanies you to like lower your anxiety or your stress, right? We're not talking about like a seeing eye dog, which I think most people would be like, okay, you know, you're blind. You have this dog that is trained and designed to help make sure that, you know, you are able to uh, to, to walk and travel around safely. We're talking about, like, you are emotionally uh, uh, distraught in some way. And I don't know, what do you get, a doctor's note to say that you can have, yes. like, a, 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 an animal to travel with you? Yeah, your, do- your doctor approves it. Okay, so you get it approved by the doctor. And as a result, you're allowed to bring uh, usual animals – What's the rule? I don't know. A lot of animals get transported in like the the undercarriage, right, of airplanes. Yes, or or you can have a carry on if it's a small dog. Exactly, and you you have it in a small crate or a cat or whatever. Or the yeah, the cat holders. But the rule is different for emotional support animals. Yeah, I mean, America Airlines flight is getting a lot of attention over this right now. Because, okay, so that's the background for this. Yeah. So, like, because I've seen the reason why I'm asking that is I've seen some people with their dogs out like on the plane and i don't really understand exactly all the rules and everything else but i saw this picture and i was like you've got to be kidding me (laughs) somebody brought a miniature horse we need justin cooper who was in the in the Uh, movie with the miniature uh, horse somebody bought an emotional support miniature horse on an airplane and it was just sitting in coach yeah this guy uh, recorded video aboard the flight from chicago to omaha and it shows this mini horse calmly sitting near the front of the airplane. At this time, we would like to begin boarding with any active duty military families traveling with children under the age of three and horses, he tweeted. The horse, whose name is Flirty, is a service animal belonging to this lady, Abria Hensley, who chronicled the horse's adventure on her Instagram page. And she titled it Flirty the Mini Service Horse. American Airlines regulations say that mini horses are among the animals allowed on their flights if they're approved by doctors as service animals. All right. I don't know what is – inevitably I'm going to say something and this woman's going to be like have the worst illness of all time. I don't know where we draw the line (laughs) on service animals, but you can't bring a horse on an airplane, even if it's a mini horse. And I don't know who makes these decisions, but I saw the picture of that horse. That's a big damn horse. Yeah, it is. All right. I mean, it's it's not like – I understand a little bit. If you have got, I don't know, some toy poodle or some, like, tiny little dog, okay, like, you can travel with a tiny little dog. It's not that much different than, uh, you know, like, than just a regular carry-on, right? It's not taking up that much more space than a laptop bag would. A freaking miniature horse, if I had been boarding the airplane, what was the flight you said, Chicago to Omaha? Mm -hmm. If I'm getting on an airplane flying from Chicago to Omaha and I'm sitting next to somebody who brought a horse on the plane... I'm definitely thinking to myself, this is like, first of all, the horse is big. 
all right, and the damn thing can kick you. I don't know how it poops. I don't know how it pees, but there's a lot of involvement. Anytime you've ever seen a horse poop or pee, these things are like waste-creating massive mammals, and, and this is this is an insane idea that you could bring a horse on an airplane. It really is, and by the way, she says Flirty helps her with medical alerts and mobility issues. Does she ride the horse? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, like, can you ride a mini horse? I don't think so, and I'm guessing she's probably not a skinny mini, if you know How what I mean. How old is the woman? Do we know anything about the woman? It does not give her age, no. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I who? what's the airline, American? Yes, American. They may need to revise their policy. I mean, if I wanted to travel with a camel, could I do it? Like, at some point, you just got to cut the story, right? Miniature camel. Miniature camel. camel. Yeah. I mean, I saw the picture. This horse is freaking huge. Did you see the picture? Like, if you were in that aisle with that horse, I mean, I would be like, this is the, like, come on. And the woman, whatever. Like, if you want to fly with a mini horse, fly private. And what issues medically could she have that she has to fly with a horse? Again, is she riding the horse? Well, it says mobility issues. So That's what I'm saying. Does she, does she have, lean like, on a it? chariot? Uh, like, how is she getting pulled? Does she get pulled through does the airport? tow her? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Like, yeah. I don't understand mobility-related issues, like how having a horse makes it easier for you to get through an airport. I saw that picture it. right now. That's ridiculous, Yeah, man. if you haven't seen this photo, I'll tweet it out at Danny G Radio, <laughs> at Clay Travis on Twitter. Amazing. And also, like, just hanging out in the airport. Like, I mean, there's a mini horse. I mean, this is crazy. And when the, the horse lays a deuce, what's going to happen? That's what I'm up. saying. Like, horses are always pooping. Like, what happens in the airport? <laughs> Jesus. And it's a big poop. It's like, I mean, like, go ride a horse around Central Park. It's like grass, Why did though. she have it in Chicago, too? Where was she staying in Chicago? Think about if you're in a random apartment and you get on an elevator and a woman's got a mini horse with her in the elevator. Like, I understand maybe Omaha, like Nebraska, maybe you live out on a farm or whatever, but, like, where's she taking the horse in Chicago? She's just riding around North Shore Park with the mini horse? Like, this is ridiculous. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... 
or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trick of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Appreciate you spending your Thursday morning with us. Rejoice. The NFL is returning the Packers and the Bears tonight from Soldier Field in Chicago. We'll see what happens with Mitch Trubisky, with uh, Aaron Rodgers, with the beginning debut of Matt LaFleur. And we'll see whether or not the Bears can begin to recover from the way their season ended last year, which I'm sorry, Bears fan, was with the double doink against the Eagles, which eliminated the Bears from the NFC playoffs. So that will be the first return. Obviously, big NFC North battle to start with the divisional round matchup. A lot of interest in Aaron Rodgers and how he will play this year, given that he didn't do anything at all in the preseason, given that this is the first year with a new coach. Now that Mike Sherman is gone, Matt LaFleur is in. Young guy, not much older than Aaron Rodgers himself. How will all of this go? We'll talk a lot about it on Lock It In as we gamble and get you set for all your picks for tonight's game. A lot of you got your fantasy football lineups to set. You got your survivor pools. This is officially the beginning of the NFL season. It will be a fun ride here. We've got uh, November, December, all the way through, what is it, five months, October, November, December, January, February, five full months now all the way up if you count till we get the uh, the NFL 
Super Bowl, which is taking place in Miami this year. It's on Fox, so that will be a cool connection with Fox Sports Radio. So it should be an awful lot of fun this year with the NFL season. But with the arrival of the NFL season, it's time to get all of our picks in. Uh, And we did this last year. I don't think my picks went that well, but... Danny G, you have got a list. This will be the official, my official predictions. Then we'll get everybody else's Super Bowl predictions. But what are the questions that you have there that you want me to answer so that we can file these away and halfway through the season pull them out and make fun of how stupid all of my opinions were at the beginning of the season? Yeah, if you are a longtime listener to Fox Sports Radio, you know that every year our friend Dan Beyer puts this laminated list on one of the counters here in the control studio and everybody from our company writes in their picks. And then when the, the first day of this new season starts, which is today, once game time goes, they laminate it down so that nobody could get in there and, and change their, and picks. change their picks. Exactly. Yes. So here we go. First one from you that we need. And I'll write all these in for you. AFC champ, AFC champ. I think it's going to be the Kansas city chiefs year. So I believe that they were like insanely close. I believe it was D Ford if he had lined up on side, they would have won the AFC. Sorry, Chiefs fans, you would have won the AFC last year. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to come out and throw 50 touchdown passes and be the revelation that he was, but I still think he'll be very good. 35 or so touchdown passes, which is still an incredible season most years. Only three guys have ever thrown 50 touchdown passes in a season. So I think that what we are going to see is the Chiefs being the representative from the AFC. I think the Patriots finally give up their their, their perpetual card as AFC members in the Super Bowl, and I think we pass the baton here, pass the torch to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Andy Reid finally gets back to a Super Bowl. Nice. Okay, and then NFC champ. NFC champ. I feel like Drew Brees has still got one last Super Bowl in him. Last year, the Saints should have been there if the calls had been made correctly. Drew Brees faded down the stretch of the season last year. I think he was injured, and they never really talked about it. Uh, So I think he's going to be back healthy. I love that offense. Sean Payton, I love the stability there. Their defense is underrated. I think Jared Cook is going to be a big addition as a tight end for Drew Brees. I think he'll make a lot of plays. And certainly with Michael Thomas happy now with a new contract, I think Drew Brees and the Saints. So my Super Bowl prediction is Chiefs versus Saints. Okay, and then that leads us to the next question. Who wins out of those two teams you picked? Super Bowl champ. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs year, I think the Chiefs are due. I think Patrick Mahomes hoists the Lombardi Trophy. All right, everybody listening in Kansas City likes that pick, unless they're worried that you're jinxing them. Yeah, right, Next Which is one. certainly a valid concern. <laughs> Next one on the sheet here, out on a limb. Is that just a what, – what, like, what exactly kind of prediction is that? So, like mine, for instance, I said Oakland is a wild card team. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Is that, is that true that the, the Raiders have had one winning season since 2002, since they went to the Super Bowl? Yeah, and that was 2016. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I'm going to – okay, my out on a limb pick is – and I think this is now like 3-1. to one. I guess that classifies as out on a limb. Titans win the AFC South. I think the AFC South is wide open, so you, you may that may think that's not enough of an out on a limb Yeah, prediction. that's kind of weak. I mean, is that is that the consensus it's, that it's yeah, too weak? Yeah, it's, it's a little – Fanboy pick. Too much weak. So, well, I mean, no, it's not no, a, no, you could be fanboy on there. That's fine. 
but we could make arguments that the Titans should win that division. Right. I mean, the AFC South is wide open. Now, right. I took them at six and a half to one before Andrew Luck retired. All yes. right, let me think about a wackier out on a limb. Okay, here's this is this certainly would classify. The Giants win the NFC East. There you go. That's better. That's yeah. not happening. Okay. And then next one, worst team. Yeah, I think the Dolphins actually want to be the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> I think there are a lot of teams that are like, oh, you know, like we're trying to do whatever we can yeah. to win football games. I think the Dolphins are actively tanking intentionally right now because they want to get to a, or at least have the ability to have the number one overall pick and make their choice of all the available quarterbacks, whether it's Justin Herbert to uh, I think Jake Fromm is going to be out there. So I think the Miami Dolphins are going to end up being the worst team Although, I think from a pure, uh, like, everything can go and fall apart quickly, I think the Cardinals are likely to be that team because I think they're just bad. Uh, but I think they're trying to win games, certainly with Cliff Kingsbury and with a brand-new quarterback in Kyler Murray. They're not intentionally trying to tank. I think some of the trades that the Dolphins have made and some of the decisions, they're not even set on who's going to be starting on their offensive line right now. Uh, after they traded Laramie Tunsil, that's not a good sign at all. So I'll go with the Dolphins as the yeah. team that's going to finish with the worst record. I picked the Dolphins as well. And on the sheet, as I look down the rows here, a lot of Bengals and a lot of Dolphins. Yeah, I think the Bengals are going to be bad too, but I think the Dolphins are actively attempting to be awful. All right, and then finally, your MVP. Yeah, I mean, if if, if I'm correct and the Chiefs have a, a great season, then I, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be tough to beat there. But... I think there's going to be an element out there of people who want to vote for Drew Brees because it's a good story. And also, I think I'm correct. Is Drew Brees never won an MVP in his career? Will somebody look that up? Uh, and so to do it at the age of 40, I think would be a heck of a story. So I'm going to go with Drew Brees, who was in the mix and in the running all the way until the very end of the year. Uh, although my honorable mention here that I also think is worth playing is Phillip Rivers because I think without Melvin Gordon, Phillip Rivers' passing game is going to matter even more, and uh, I think it's likely that he puts up some big numbers as well. Yeah, and you're right. No MVP for Breeze as of yet. In his... Okay, so I'm going to go with Drew Breeze as my MVP. Yeah. Is that all the Hall questions? of Fame career and no MVP. Man, that'd be awesome if he could ride off into the sunset with an MVP and a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, and a Super Bowl win. I mean, he would you know, be very early. Well, but you took the Chiefs to win, though. Yeah, that's right. But if he gets there and he has a chance to win, I mean, that would be a heck of a way to go. I don't know if he would retire. He may still think he has several years left, but that could be Peyton Manning-esque if he were able to get there and uh, then ride off into the sunset. All right, is that all the questions? Yeah, there you go. You're officially on the Fox Sports Radio prediction sheet. All right, there's that. Now, let me go ahead and get everybody else's predictions on Super Bowl. So I said my Super Bowl prediction is Chiefs against the Saints. What's your Super Bowl prediction, Danny G? All right, so I'll get the boring half out of the way. I agree about the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes and company, they get it done. Their new pieces on defense, I think, will gel in the first half of the season. So I like the Chiefs coming out of the AFC West. For the NFC, I think the NFC North is going to be represented by the Vikings. I uh, love I like Oh, go for it. No, I like. I think the Vikings were my pick last year, and I yeah. chased them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were a year too early, I think, because, and you mentioned this last hour, but I actually wrote this down before the show started, a healthy Dalvin Cook is what I wrote down on my sheet here. 
I love watching him run the ball. So Cousins and Cook are going to be an absolute incredible combo this season. And then the Vikings defense, I think, is what's going to put them over the top. Because watching a few of their preseason games, and I know we can't tell a ton from the preseason, but their defense jumps off the screen at you. So I think the Vikings are going to ride that defense into the postseason. Uh, So I love Vikings, Chiefs. But in Miami, as we broadcast live there, I think the Chiefs are going to beat the Vikings. The Vikings would be a, a heck of a story because if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy at the running back position, then you're talking about having Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, the two best, I, probably the best by far. I mean, can you think of a better wide receiver duo right now in the NFL? So if you have that stud kind of home run threat with Dalvin Cook, which is what he can be when he's at his best – I think it makes everything so much easier for Kirk Cousins and just revitalizes and energizes that offense in a major way. So I like that pick. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. What about you, Dub? Who would you go with? Well, in the AFC, I'm just going to say it. I think the Patriots are going to win again. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with that prediction. They're, they've what, What's the stat on that, being in the AFC title game? I mean, it's something ridiculous, the number of years in a row that they've been in that game. And in the NFC – I am from Texas, but I'm not a fan. But I think this could be the Dallas Cowboys year. Their roster is absolutely stacked. So I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys coming out of the NFC. So it'll be Patriots-Cowboys in the Super Bowl if, in Miami. If that were the matchup, I think if you told the Fox executive team, which has the Super Bowl this year down in Miami, you can pick any two teams to play for the Super Bowl title this year, I think their pick, beyond a shadow of a doubt, would be Patriots-Cowboys. I think they would want Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, the old kind of uh, the, the the dynasty incarnate that has existed for so long. Whether you love or hate Brady and Belichick, the Patriots move the needle. And then if you put them against the Cowboys, and it would be a young Dallas Cowboys squad with Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, Jerry Jones, no telling all the things that he would say that week. And you put that game on to end the NFL season, that's the one they would sign up for. Number one draft pick in the NFC would be the Cowboys. Number one draft pick in the AFC would be the uh, would be the Patriots. I don't think there's any doubt. So that would be the dream scenario Super Bowl for executives, television executives. What about you, Eddie Garcia? Well, I usually like to pick one sort of favorite and then another team that maybe not many people are are thinking about. So I can kind of cover my bases. I'm not going to be chalk, but I'm also you know going to not going to be stupid either. So. Uh, I will agree in the AFC, I'm going to pick the Chiefs as well, along with you, Clay. But in the NFC, I think we've all picked a different NFC representative so far, I think. Uh, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, interesting. Uh, I think it's either them or New Orleans. I'm going to go you know, veteran quarterback along with a veteran coach. So I'm thinking, I was thinking either Seattle or New Orleans, but I'm going to go with Seattle in an upset. Yeah, and look, their defense, I think, is, uh, is, has, has gotten immeasurably better in the offseason. I think the question that Seahawks fans would have is, do we have the downfield passing threats that we have in the past uh, with the injuries, with Doug Baldwin retiring? You obviously have the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL and an incredible rushing offense. In fact, the rushing offense that ran the ball the most, despite the fact they have Russell Wilson in all the NFL last year. So uh, that is a uh, that's an intriguing pick. I don't I don't I don't hate it. Uh, what about you, Roberto? AFC. I got Kansas City Chiefs. In the Super Bowl, I got the – I mean, in the NFC, I got the Philadelphia Eagles. So, I'm going Super Bowl, Andy Reid Bowl. Oh, yeah. That would be interesting. And who you got winning? The Eagles. All right. So, that is all of our predictions. You can write them down. 
Uh, you can file them away. The NFL season officially beginning anew tonight. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com
TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We bring in now Dr. David Chow. He is our expert at Pro Football Doc on Twitter. The NFL is returning today. Uh, is there any reason at all to be nervous about Aaron Rodgers' health that you've seen? He never played in the preseason. They mentioned a little bit of soreness in the back, tightness in the back. Anything that that makes you a little bit apprehensive about? Uh, not other than he's going to have 11 guys chasing him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, he should be okay, barring uh, another uh, hit or collision or something that obviously could happen as he extends plays. I think that's where the danger is for any quarterback, extending pl- plays. Staying in the pocket is relatively safe now, given the rule changes, but extending plays, which is something he's very good at, puts him at more risk. Uh, are there any concerns in a big way about any of the players in the Packers-Bears game from your perspective that may impact the overall outcome or that fans maybe should be aware of who haven't been paying attention particularly to either of these teams uh, in the off season. Yeah, well, that's actually, as you know, Clay, what I've been working on, something called an injury index that you can see on my Twitter timeline or go to profootballdoc.com. And the injury index sets up the Bears' health against the Packers' health. Literally, the Bears' run offense against the Packers' run defense in terms of relative health. And people, I think, got an, uh, a scare earlier this week when the Packers listed 20 players on their first injury report. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, the Packers are beat up. But that injury index would tell you they're really fairly healthy, and so are the Bears. The Bears, you know, uh, uh, their tight end is the one issue that uh, is a little bit iffy with the groin, uh, Trey Burton, and I'm not sure that he's going to go. But uh, the uh, Packers really only have Oren Burks as their main guy uh, out with the pack. So both teams right now grayed out pretty well in terms of health, so it should be a nice competitive game. Ezekiel Elliott just signed to come back and rejoin the Cowboys. He missed all of training camp. You were a doctor for a long time with the San Diego Chargers. You've seen a lot of different injuries over time. Did you notice an uptick in injuries when guys maybe had been away for a while and then come back and their body maybe hasn't adjusted to the rigors of a practice schedule? Did you guys adjust in any way the the, the, the reps that you would give people uh, and is that something to be concerned about in any way in your mind with Ezekiel Elliott returning, having not been in training camp at all? Well, I don't doubt that he's in great shape. I mean, he was training with Marshall Falk, my goodness, and so I think he's going to be in great shape. But it still isn't football. I'm sure Marshall was trying to mimic football, but I'm sure he would even tell you it's not football. And we know medically that in the early going, when a player gets into camp, and essentially this is Ezekiel Elliott's camp, there's a higher risk of muscle injuries or what we call acclimation injuries, whether it's hamstring, whether it's calf, whether it's quad, whether it's an oblique or what have you. It's not just from taking content tack, but getting used to football style practice and play, even though you've been working out like crazy ahead of time. I don't doubt at all Ezekiel Elliott is going to play on Sunday against the Giants. Look, there's a reason why Jerry Jones signed him late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, so he could have, quote, a full week of practice. So he's going to be there. But I would be very surprised if the Cowboys put him out there for 75 offensive plays and let him have his 25 touches. 
then if they do that, there is a risk of muscle injury, soft tissue injury. And you didn't just sign him and pay all that money to, to get a setback in week one. So I think his snaps are going to be limited. He's going to split them somewhat with Tony Pollard. Uh, you know, he's not going to have 20. Maybe he'll have 10 touches, but he's not going to have 20, 25. What else is out there in your mind? There's been a lot of talk about Cam Newton and whether that ankle injury sprain. I know we talked about it uh, last week with you. Uh, now the double shoulder surgeries. Would you be comfortable betting or starting Cam Newton in your fantasy leagues based on what you know of his health at this point for week one against the Rams? Well, Clay, I always say I'm an injury expert, not a fantasy expert. But from an injury perspective, I would be comfortable with Clay with uh, Cam Newton uh, starting and playing. I don't think that foot issue is that bad of an issue, and uh, that's what I said from the beginning when it was a few weeks ago. I was quite confident he'd be there week one, and I think he will be, and he'll be close to 100%. There's a lot of good news on the horizon, too, just even in that Bears-Packers game. I'm actually fairly excited about the health of two of their wide receivers. Allen Robinson, now second year removed from ACL, could be poised for a breakout year. And on the other side, Anthony Miller, last year the rookie had seven touchdown catches with a shoulder that was popping out all the time that's now been fixed in the offseason. So that duo might be pretty dynamic going forward. Uh, And I like talking about good news. I mean, everyone I think maybe has forgotten about Dalvin Cook and how dominant he was before his ACL tear two years ago. He came back last year and struggled some, you know, got a hamstring injury on the same side. But now he also is a second year out from ACL. I look for really big things from Dalvin Cook this year. Uh, We were talking about the uh, ACL, obviously, coming back from it. What's reasonable to expect from Cooper Cup? Uh, And and I saw you tweet about somebody tracking him down, I think, in the open field and and maybe about his explosiveness. How would you assess him? Because his injury – certainly seem to derail a little bit the Rams and their progress last year. And maybe he's the security blanket or the safety net uh, for uh, for Jared Goff. What do you think about his health? Well, you, what you're referring to there, Clay, is uh, near the beginning of training camp. So it was about a month ago or so when the Rams and Chargers had a workout against each other. A lot of people were hailing Thomas Davis as they should. He's 35 years old, coming off of three ACLs on his own. And they were saying how the linebacker stayed step for step with Cooper Cup and broke up a pass. Well, is that a, uh, a celebration of how great Thomas Davis is or perhaps an indication that a month ago Cooper Cup wasn't 100%? And uh, I would say that it might be a little bit of both. He's doing very well. I don't worry about his straight line speed. He's going to play. He's going to contribute. But I would expect him to get into better position to be the superstar that he could be in the second half of the season rather than out of the gate here. So we'll see what happens. He's going to play. He's going to contribute. But uh, physiologically, biologically, he's going to get stronger as the season goes. Now, let's look at Deshaun Watson from last year. His first half coming off of ACL was just okay at best. He had some rib issues as well. And the second half was kind of lights out. So he's another guy to watch this year in terms of what's going to happen and watch more for Cooper Cup in the second half than the first half. Carson Wentz has been a guy who has had a star-crossed injury history. In fact, he hasn't been able to finish the last couple of years. And fortunately for him, he had Nick Foles to fall back on and be able to uh, to lead that team. He doesn't have Nick Foles anymore. He's got a uh, 40-year-old backup What's going to happen here in your mind with uh, as he returns from uh, yet another injury? How healthy do you think Carson Wentz is? Well, I'm optimistic the knee is finally healthy. If anything, he made a heroic 
early recovery last year and probably pushed a little bit too hard. That was much more than an ACL. That was an ACL and an LCL. So hopefully that's behind him. Hopefully the back issue is behind him. So I don't call him injury prone. I see him as an athlete who's just really tried to push through some injuries too hard. And he should be healthy this year. But once again, if you look around the league at people who get injured, you know, from Marcus Mariota in Tennessee to Cam Newton to uh, when Aaron Rodgers was, was hurt to Carson Wentz, you name it, outside the pocket is where the danger zones are. And meanwhile, you have immobile quarterbacks like Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers and to some extent Tom Brady older guys all staying healthy because they stay in the pocket and get rid of the ball. So that's something to watch for Carson Wentz. If his style of play remains the same where he's a complete dual threat and doing it all, there's a little bit of Russian roulette going on there. He might make it through a season, but chances are he might not. Now, if he adapts his style of play a little bit and his runs within the offense, runs out of necessity rather than, you know, on third down to get the first down rather than every play, you know, that, that, will help keep him more healthy. I mean, look, Jimmy Garoppolo wishes he didn't try and get those extra five yards down the sideline last year, doesn't he? Oh, certainly. And and obviously he looked a little bit wobbly early in the preseason for the San Francisco 49ers. Have you seen him look better and more comfortable on that knee as he gets ready for the start of the season? Do you feel better about him than you did early in the preseason? Well, certainly we feel better than when he was 0-6 and threw an interception, right, in that early preseason game, and he's come back from that. No question about it. But here's the issue with the lead leg and a quarterback. You have to have confidence to step into your throws, and you can't be looking around at your feet to see if anyone's there. You have to keep your eyes downfield, and that's a mental thing as as much as physical. And uh, he'll get there, but once again, you know, it's not magic, right? They're human beings. Look at Andrew Luck in his situation. They're not robots. They're not just your fantasy players they're human beings with emotions and real fears and he doesn't want to go through that again I mean look uh, if you if you're a little kid and you got burned by the stove you're probably not going too close to the stove right you just want to be careful and that's just a natural human emotion something that he's going to need to get over and I think he will but give him a little bit of time don't expect him to be great out of the gate so to speak all right, last question for you, and it's a broad one, but I know you have your injury report. What else do you think the average NFL fan should know or need to know that I haven't asked you about as week one of the NFL season prepares to kick off tonight? Well, you know, the season's here, and, you know, football is a collision sport, not a contact sport, so unfortunately the injuries are going to be there and and happen. And, uh, Clay, for me, the big change is, as you know, I, I used to sit on my couch and watch TV and get all the reports with the kids. This year I'll be in kind of a war room with uh, six to eight other people feeding me video and information and trying to uh, be more professional about what we do, and that's the whole uh, injury index in the Doc Child Live Pro Football Doc uh, at the website effort to really get ahead of fantasy DFS and gambling to provide the best injury information for you to and your listeners to make the best decisions on what they want to do, whether it's fantasy DFS or, or gambling. I'm not going to give any tout advice or keep records of you know which picks I make. I'm not going to make picks, but I'm going to give information so that you can interpret things for yourself and make your own decisions. So how would people watch that if they're interested in keeping tabs? And, and you do a great job at your Twitter account at Pro Football Talk to, uh, to let people know about injuries and give them your best uh, assessments. What would you, uh, how would people be able to watch you on Sundays? 
Yeah, and pro football doc, you you slipped up and said talk, and Mike Florio. Uh, ah, yes, at pro football talk. Yeah, at pro football doc. Yeah. Yeah, no question. I sort of took that a little bit from Mike, and he was fine with it. I asked him about it. Uh, basically, you go to profootballdoc.com. You can sign up for free. There's no credit card required. You get the first month free. There's no okey-doke charge after one month. Uh, you put in your email. You put in a password. And on game days and even during the week, you will get information, subscriber updates and the injury index. For example, if you looked at the injury index right now, I'll give your, your listeners one nugget. Most people would say, well, the Colts are the team to worry about in terms of injury because Andrew Luck is out. But in reality, they return all 11 defensive starters, and they have 10 other guys on offense that return, and they made the playoffs last year. The Chargers, too, made the playoffs last year, but their left tackle, Russell Okung, is out, and he protects Philip Rivers' blind side on a shaky offensive line, and Phillip's not that mobile. Uh, and on the defensive side, one of their studs, maybe the best safety in the league, Derwin James, is out. And they've got two key middle linebackers on the injury report right now. So the Chargers are actually the team that's more beat up if you look at the injury index. If you look at the popular opinion, you'd be more worried about the Colts. Now, what you do with that is up to you. On Sundays, we'll have a a two-minute warning chat for actionable halftime information for halftime lines. We'll have a Sunday review before the Sunday night game so you can get a jump on the the next week. We'll have real-time injury information. And always 24 hours before a game, we'll have that injury index finalized. And literally, you can look at the Titans' run defense against the opponent's uh, run offense and have it broken down that way in terms of injury, in terms of what to expect. Good stuff, as always, at Pro Football Doc. We'll talk to him every single Thursday in Hour 3 of this show. Thanks for getting up early with us, man. Look forward to next week. Always, Clay. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. The NFL season is officially here, and there's somebody really fired up for the start of the NFL season, and it's Bill Belichick. Even though he's been around for a long time, you can tell that the start of the season really gets him fired up and rolling. He was asked about that. Yesterday, here's Bill Belichick. After all these years, do you still get excited for the opening night? Yeah, I like football. I like football season and all the things that go with it. There you go, (laughs) Bill Belichick. I like football. I like football season and all the things that go with it. I'll just hear that one more time because I do think it kind of really epitomizes the way that a lot of our listeners are feeling this morning as the NFL season is back. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how young you are. You've been around for a few football seasons. Uh, how excited are you? After all these years, do you still get excited for the opening night? Yeah, I like football. I like football season and all the things that go with it. Man, if that doesn't get the juices flowing, have you ready to run through a wall? Belichick's success, if anything, is a perfect endorsement of how little what you say matters and how much what you do matters in life because he is phenomenal when it comes to setting up the perfect game plan to win each and every week while also simultaneously not in any way ever giving a rah-rah speech. Like I can't remember ever hearing Belichick say anything that would get you fired up, yet his team shows up, they do their job, they win week after week after week. So eventually the Patriots will kick off, and by eventually I mean on Sunday, but tonight we have the Packers going up against the uh, Bears, 
and the line is the Bears are a three-point favorite. Uh, it's, it seems like a tough game to figure out what's going to happen. We'll be talking about it on Lock It In tonight uh, or this afternoon, 430, 330, 230, 1:30 uh, east to west in this country, depending on what time zone you're in. But I think I like the Bears in this game just because I'm not comfortable with Aaron Rodgers having not played in the preseason at all, and I still don't buy into the Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers relationship working out. But already, as the season begins, we have one relationship that is not working out. We started off the show talking about it, and it is Antonio Brown with the Raiders. And it's almost as if Antonio Brown is convinced that he needs to be the center of attention at all times. And it's kind of wild to see him tweeting this. But yesterday, if you missed it, uh, Antonio Brown has officially been fined $54,000, I guess $53,950 for violating terms of his contract. He went on Instagram and he said, when your own team want to hate, I'm reading directly from Antonio Brown, but there's no stopping me now. Devil is a lie. Everyone got to pay this year. So we clear. I want to bring in Danny G. You didn't ever really attempt to sit to translate what Antonio Brown is saying here. So uh, there's probably a lot of people out there listening right now. It's early in the morning for them. They're wiping sleep out of their eyes, and they're thinking to myself, I can't even figure out what this dude said. So again, <laughs> I want the Danny G translation as a Raiders fan who is trying to spin zone Antonio Brown not being a total disaster. One more time, all the way through, this is what Antonio Brown Instagrammed right above the letter that he posted, signed by Mike Mayock, finding him $54,000. When your own team want to hate, but there's no stopping me now, devil is a lie, everyone got to pay this year, so we clear. I'm not clear at all, Antonio. I have er no earthly idea what you have just said here. He also tagged the Raiders in it. What is he saying, Danny G? In hour one, Frank Isola nailed it. He's just playing a victim. He's upset because Mayock wants that fine money, and they have been playing good cop, bad cop. Gruden, obviously the good cop, as you saw on Hard Knocks. And Mayock is a no-nonsense guy. I think a good general manager for what Oakland is do yeah, doing Yeah, I get right that now. he's playing victim, but his specific words here, own team want to hate. So yeah. I can kind of understand that, although it's not hating to require you to live up to your contractual responsibilities. But there's no stopping me now. Devil is a lie. Well, on Hard Knocks, he had said that a couple of times, referring to haters as the devil. So saying that it's a lie that he's a bad guy. That's why I think he's playing the victim here because There's he's saying, no stopping me now, devil. Can't he just write like in actual English? I mean, he's... I'm a good dude. Total slanging it there. Yeah, he's trying to say, I'm a good dude. Everybody's against me. My own team shouldn't be trying to get this fine money from me. What are the odds that Antonio Brown is going to be bankrupt within five years of leaving the NFL? Yeah, man, I would hate to see that. He is a good family guy. He just mm -hmm. has these mm -hmm. crazy diva tendencies, obviously. He missed right, a game. No, 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 I'm not. Uh, no, listen, listen, let me finish, please. In Pittsburgh, he missed a game. We know what he possibly can do to a locker room, but... Clay, it's this a, it's a, a ongoing disaster. You're, but you are so gloom and doom on this. You wanted him to play with your quarterback in Tennessee. My question to you is because it's been a long running theme on this show. Do your talents outweigh your issues? 
I don't know if the answer for him anymore. Oh, come on. He, he's not getting locked up. He, he hasn't committed crimes away from the football field. He's not in jail. This is a guy on social media who Who's has— losing his mind. On social media. Losing his mind. I think he's, I think he's he, legitimately he performs, losing his mind. If he performs on Sunday, does it matter what he does on social media? I, I think that his performance certainly matters. I mean, look, you're saying it's not actions. He was driving 100 miles an hour in a 45-mile-an-hour zone. He was throwing things off a balcony that nearly hit a kid and he got sued for. Like, he's making decisions that are not good ones and that are actual tangible actions as opposed to just acting a fool all the time on social media. But what this stems from is he missed a walkthrough in that Winnipeg. Yeah, but if you were truly in control of all of your actions and you wanted a fresh start, you would have to acknowledge that everything that you did in Pittsburgh that was wrong needed to be rectified when you were with the Raiders, and he's doing the same things already with the Raiders that he did with the Steelers. To me, what the Raiders are recognizing is Rather than give him a fresh start, they emboldened him to continue to behave like he did in Pittsburgh because ultimately he got rewarded. They traded him. He's never played in his entire career for a mediocre or average quarterback, which right now Derek Carr has been performing like. Right. This is a make it or break it season for Carr. So a lot of the onus is on him. But we knew this came with Antonio Brown, and you still wanted him in Tennessee. Before all this has been a disaster, I thought maybe he'd clean up his act. What are the odds? Do we think he's going to end up bankrupt? Dub, you're on the record. Antonio Brown, bankrupt. I mean, I'm going to go with no. He's made quite a bit of money in his day. So So did Adrian Peterson. You're going to go no. Roberto, you're I, a Raider I, I fan. I say he he'll probably be bankrupt. Yeah, he wastes money like I'm like going crazy. Bank, I'm going bankrupt. So he is just, a diva wide receiver, and I I didn't expect him to change. As long as he gets 100 yards, two touchdowns every Sunday, I don't care. He's not going to do it based on the statistics for 1,000 yard receivers and for touchdown receivers who have uh, double digit touchdown receivers who have left. I feel like he and Carr are going to prove you wrong. I feel like you're totally wrong and delusional. Uh, This is the start of the NFL season. The good thing about football is we'll know the answer soon. Tonight, I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick, the coverage. When we come back tomorrow, we'll have actual NFL football games to discuss. I think you got to go with the Bears tonight on the minus three on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is 
finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.